Hello. You might remember an earlier podcast I did about Warrington at War, where I talked about World War II. I recorded that podcast about three years ago now. Just have a quick search through the previous episodes to find it. I think it was called Warrington at War. In this podcast, I'm going to talk a little about the Warrington area and the Northwest in general, and how a specific incident from World War I, a century ago, shaped and shocked the region and its people. Always a smile on a pretty face But if you look into her eyes You'll see that they can't hide All the tears she has cried Too many promises turn to lies Today we see on TV wars raged across the globe with vivid high-definition footage of the almost unimaginable ferocity of bombs and missiles dropped from drones and other forms of aircraft, sometimes hundreds of miles away from the target. Well, pretty much exactly a century ago, on the night of April the 12th, 1918, the types of bombs used and means of deploying them could be just as devastating in their outcome, despite the aircraft used then being seen as almost comical by today's standards. I'm referring to the huge German airships that floated high in the sky above Britain and inaccurately dropping bombs onto targets below. I'm open, you can read my every line, my story, it is yours. Until the end of time, you write these words straight upon my soul, you feel me, complete me. Perhaps the human targets a century ago could be argued as being even more frightening because the bombs used were not really accurate in their trajectory. Indiscriminate bombings randomly killed innocent people. Today we are used to hearing the alliterative phrase surgical strike to imply innocent civilians would not be targeted. The high-flying huge floating airships from a century ago were called zeppelins. A Zeppelin was a type of rigid airship named after the aristocratic German Count Ferdinand von Zeppelin, who pioneered rigid airship development at the beginning of the 20th century. The airships quickly became known by the aristocrat's surname. You read my every thought Know exactly what I mean To be within your heart Is my every dream you During World War I, the German military made extensive use of Zeppelins as bombers and scouts, killing over 500 people in bombing raids across Britain. Initially, the Zeppelins were impregnable. The Allied ground firepower could not reach the altitude flown at, at first anyway and the ordinary metal bullets used by the British planes were of no value until much later, when incendiary bullets were developed. Incendiary bullets were designed to explode on impact and consequently ignite the gases that kept the zeppelins in the sky. To counter the increasingly effective British defences, new zeppelins were introduced, which had an increased operating altitude of 16,500 feet and a ceiling of around about 21,000 feet.
though, just over a century ago, it had been planned that five German Zeppelins were to fly west from Germany, across the North Sea, to bomb Britain. The five Zeppelins, based at Wittmundhaven in Germany, were initially ordered to attack Britain on April the 4th. Wittmundhaven is just northwest of Bremen in Germany, and fairly near to the Netherlands border. If you look at a map of the UK and Europe and draw a horizontal line east from Hull for around about 500 miles, you will reach the Whitman Harvin Air Base. However, owing to bad weather on April the 4th, 1918, the initial proposed raid date was postponed. So, eight days later, on the night of the 12th of April, with better conditions forecast, the raid was approved once more by German High Command. What was German airships took alphanumeric identifiers. The airship that eventually reached the northwest of England was Zeppelin L61, built at Friedrichshafen. The airship crossed the English coast at Withensea, a coastal town around 10 miles east of Hull, and flew on a slight southwesterly course, almost to Crewe, before heading further north again over Warrington and crossing the River Mersey at 18,000 feet above Halton before it arrived over Wigan. In length, the Zeppelin measured 644 feet, well just over, that's 644 feet and 8 inches. Its diameter was 78 feet 5 inches, whilst its height was recorded as 91 feet and 1 inch, and it was powered by five Maybach engines. For this particular raid, it had been under the command of veteran flyer Captain Lieutenant Herbert Elric, with a crew of 19, and carried a bomb load of £6,000, including four bombs, of £660 each. The intended target was Sheffield, Sheffield Steel Mills. Despite the weather being forecast to be better on the 12th of April than it was for the originally postponed raid scheduled for the 4th of April, it transpired those better weather conditions weren't actually as favourable to the Germans as initially considered. 
April the 12th, 1918 had been a calm and clear day in Whitmondhaven when five Zeppelins, including Zeppelin L61, lifted off to bomb England. Leaving the German airfield at 3.07pm, Zeppelin L61 crossed the English coast six hours later, high above Wivensea in Yorkshire, at 9.15pm. Approaching Britain, despite the weather deteriorating, conditions initially were only misty and overcast, allowing two of the Zeppelins, L61 and L62, to penetrate deep into Britain. The feelings flow through me like a waterfall Crashing down deep within my soul A million words do I say no more let the right one slip on down the hole. Once Zeppelin L61 was over the English coast at Withensea and Hull, the weather turned worse. Squally rain, low cloud, and later, when flying at an altitude, sometimes up to 20,000 feet, an east-northeast wind was encountered, making it pretty much impossible to hold the intended course to Sheffield. Always a smile on a pretty face But if you look into her eyes You'll see that they can't hide All the tears she has cried Too many promises turn to lies Despite the intended course to Sheffield being impossible under the weather conditions that night, Captain Elric wasn't aware he was steering wildly off course. Zeppelin L61 intended course was for the important target of the Sheffield Steelworks. However, a strong upper air easterly wind propelled the Zeppelin faster than Elric had calculated and the airship passed four miles south of Sheffield without him seeing the city or its subdued steel mill furnaces the inadvertent flight path took L61 over Cheshire and then into Lancashire instead. The unintended flight path took L61 over Cheshire initially, where its engines were heard over Northwich. The Zepp warning hooter screeched out its alert sonically piercing the night sky, but it was too dark and murky for the airship to be seen. Nevertheless, two Northwich-based ground anti-aircraft guns opened fire unsuccessfully. They shot wildly up into the night without success. The L61 then turned north just to the west of Warrington town centre, crossing the Mersey between Moor and Runcorn, flying at 18,000 feet and onwards over Liverpool. The German commander never realised just how close he came to the strategic target of the port of Liverpool. Continuing its westerly flight at a slightly lower altitude of 16,400 feet, Elric looked down from his craft and saw in the distance a well-lit area with considerable glare from the six blast furnaces of the Wigan Coal and Iron Company, known locally as Top Place, on the eastern edge of Wigan, where no warning of any impending air raid was given. From their very high altitude, and because of the poor weather conditions, it was assumed by the Germans to be the correct target of Sheffield. Approaching what the Germans thought was Sheffield at 11.17pm, the first of their bombs fell and caused minor damage to property. There were no casualties from the first bomb. A second bomb dropped three minutes later made a crater seven feet deep and 15 feet across in a field at Abbots Hall Farm, Bold. 
Unalerted and ignorant to what was about to happen, the blast furnaces from the Wigan Cola 9 company threw up a glow into the rainy night sky. The Zeppelin went on to bomb Ince and Wigan. As a result, 15 bombs were dropped, killing 7 people. A further 12 were injured and caused damage estimated at just under £12,000, a huge amount then a century ago. A further four 660-pound bombs fell in open fields, damaging rural cottages and causing even more injuries. Airship L61 flew back to Whitmondhaven and in spite of some engine trouble and an encounter with British flying boat number N4283 landed safely back in Germany. We are everything in true Love ones forever Completely honest we do Everything together And I know fire burns Deep in our hearts Every day is Like a day for me Say I do Love you Every day we know Our love is true and I Nothing without you How can I praise you enough You keep me dry when it's raining I love that special place And that's where we stand And I know fire burns Deep in our hearts Every day is Like a day for me To say I do Love you The night had been, of course, very dark and overcast. Additionally, the effectiveness of the official UK blackout prevented accurate navigation, so that the airship commander reported in his log that he had bombed Sheffield. This was the last effective airship raid on England. I've been lost, I've been found Nothing in this world's gonna get me down without you I'm brand new Nothing you can say is gonna get in my way Everything you did to make me cry Ain't gonna matter when there's no tears from my eyes You was me more to me than sugar, honey Iced tea Smile means less to me Than everything I want to be Words mean more to me Than sugar, honey Iced tea Smile means less 
best of me than everything I want to be. L61 was first flown on the 12th of December 1917. It participated in nine reconnaissance missions over the UK and two raids, including the one talked about here. L61 was finally decommissioned in August 1920 and transferred to Italy as a war reparation. War reparations are payments made after a war by the vanquished to the victors and are intended to cover damage or injury inflicted during a war. Generally, the term war reparations refers to money or goods changing hands, but not to the annexation of land. In this case, war reparation refers to the Zeppelin itself being given to Italy from Germany. Commander Herbert Elric died in December 1921, without knowing he had missed the intended target of Sheffield. From a more local perspective to Stockton Heath and the surrounding areas, it's interesting to note 18 months before this raid in September 1916, and this was at the midpoint of World War I, a meeting was called of the Moore Methodist Chapel trustees to discuss the need for the screening of windows in the chaplain school. The chapel on Runcon Road was first erected in 1812 and rebuilt in 1870. It was decided that the lamps in the chaplain's school should be shaded and that a cake and apron sale be organised to help pay for the small expense. Even more interesting, though alarming for them a century ago, records show Moore Chapel had paid an insurance premium of £2.02 in 1917 to financially recompense against any damage from bombs. However, this expense must have been regarded as an extravagance because in January 1918, just before L61 came over and bombed this area, it was decided to discontinue with the insurance policy. Of course, a century later, we see this must have subsequently shown to be alarming to the chapel trustees when, on the night of the 12th of April 1918, the German Zeppelin L61 crossed the Mersey between Moor and Runcorn and dropped its first bomb at 11.17pm on the A57 Prescott to Warrington Road. The second bomb, silently falling through the night sky at 11.20pm, impacted a field at Abbott's Hall Farm in Bold, creating that crater 7 feet deep and 15 feet across, before continuing its flight towards Wigan and causing death. What was once, can it ever be the same? Now that we're apart So much time shared together But will I stay in your heart? Love forever is how you sign your name But we'll forever stay the same